0: Back into uh, Revelation chapter number 2. Thank you for that song. It was a blessing uh, and uh, appreciate that. Uh, Revelation chapter number 2. And as I was explaining kind of a little bit of the run-up on this passage of Scripture, there are several things that uh, I was reminded of in this conversation. And as I brought that out, it was uh, the fact that we read that, uh, that uh, they, uh, the church at Ephesus, uh, the Bible said, as we read in our text, they hated uh, uh, them. They can't spare them which are evil, and they uh, had a, a position, a stand against uh, evil, against sin, uh, and that's something that they had to their credit. Uh, and several things were listed, which I'm going to mention, uh, and all of it by way of introduction to get to our point uh, at the end of our time this morning. Uh, that, uh, but one of the things we need to realize is that one single debt um, canceled out all of their credits. Uh, all that God said, this is, I, I know this about you and, uh, and, I, uh, and he, these things are good things, uh, but he says, nevertheless, in verse number four, I have somewhat against thee that uh, nevertheless, I like to look at that, uh, it's like, you know, having said that, that's a phrase that, that I would use a lot. Uh, I might say to someone, uh, you, are, uh, you are awesome, uh, you do a great job. Uh, at whatever. Uh, and, uh, and I just really uh, appreciate all that you do. Uh, I appreciate and, and, I'll, I'll, and I'll go through a list of different things. But then, I'll, then I might say something like this. Having said that, all right, uh, and that means the conversation's now going to s- switch gears a little bit, uh, and we're going to go into the negative. And, and by the way, that's like uh, management 101. Uh, you bring people in. You've been you've been there. You've done it, and you've been on the other end of that, uh, where somebody's building you up uh, because they're fixing to tear you down. Uh, and uh, and that's a little bit of what we find here uh, as as God is addressing. Uh, and there's a lot of debate or discussion as to who's who and who's the candlestick or is the candlestick influence the angels are the pastors of these local churches are these church ages and we can go all around the world trying to figure out all those things and but they all scripture is profitable and I'm not a hyper-dispensationalist, and so there are things that are here for me and uh, that I can live by and learn from. And there's some great things in all of these seven churches that God uh, lays out uh, for us to, uh, to learn. And so I thought about uh, the similarities, and there are a lot of similarities. In fact, as I do inventory, personal inventory, As I do inventory for our church and try to figure out, discern the direction God wants me to lead the church in, Uh, even in the picking of a theme, which we do, it's not just a a tradition or whatever. Uh, And how many of you, how many of you got enough coffee cups? Uh, all right. I mean, you uh, you, uh, you got a whole you know cabinet full of coffee cups and uh, and uh, really nice coffee cups, by the way. Uh, and uh, and so it's not that we need more coffee cups. Or I mean, how many bookmarks can you uh, can you keep in your Bible? All right. You probably don't even have uh, but a year or two years uh, uh, in in reverse uh, in represented in your Bible uh, today. We want to keep that theme in front of you and the calendars and all those things. Those are important to uh, to me uh, and to you. And we enjoy all those things but uh, there's a deeper meaning to all of it. There's things that are more important than just having, having uh, direction. Uh, I mean, having a theme helps me stay focused on, uh, on preaching and uh, direction and sermon preparation and all of that. But it's just, it's just something else that's more important about that. And so I think about our church and what our church needs. Uh, and in the Bible, I don't think there's any... More, I guess, of a clearer passage, or a uh, a church that is represented in the Bible. If we look at you know the Church of Philippi or the Church, you know, uh, all the churches that we represent, or excuse me, are represented for us in the Bible, uh, to where we can make a comparison. I think better than this church. I feel, as your pastor, uh, that our church. Berean Baptist Church in uh, 2020 is, is right here uh, where this church is uh, in this passage of Scripture. I think it describes our church, uh, our, in, in many ways, my preaching and the direction and some of the things that I've led in or I've talked about, and I'll, I'll point those out as I, we reread parts of it. Um, I think this represents exactly where, uh, where our church is, And probably more than likely uh, where you are in your heart, in your walk with God. And so I I felt like this is probably the best place for us to kick off this year uh, to point some things out. But as I was reminded, I was just at Lake Superior Conference on Preaching. Preaching uh, should have teaching in it. All teaching should have preaching in it. But preaching uh, is to bring you to a point of decision. Uh, It's not just to instruct you about what the Bible says here in Revelation chapter number two. It's for you to take the truth of the word of God that was presented to you uh, and then you decide you do something with it. So every time you come to church at Berean Baptist Church, you have a choice to make. Am I gonna obey that scripture? Uh, Am I gonna make the change in my life uh, that I need to make whatever the Holy Spirit of God is telling you to do uh, or do I ignore it and then endure the invitation time and, and walk out of, uh, out of the church unchanged. That's the choice that you're presented with and should be presented with every time you go to a Bible-preaching church. So this church at Ephesus, which was likely started by Paul, obviously, and uh, had uh, Timothy uh, to its pastor at one point, and uh, some believe perhaps uh, John, uh, the apostle as well. And this uh passage was written uh, 30 years uh, after the church had started. So uh, if you look at it from that perspective, a lot of things can happen to a church uh, in, a sh- in short order. Uh, God is addressing them, uh, the church at Ephesus, uh, in this way 30 years after it had, had started in the first century church. Uh, so I feel that uh, the chances are, Uh, a little bit higher, that some 2,000 years later, uh, we might struggle with some of the same issues that these churches, early churches, struggled with. Uh, And again, I don't want to take a whole lot of time with that, but I mean, things are different. Uh, uh, We're going to talk about distractions in 2020 uh, and how to avoid them, identify them, avoid them. Uh, We're just simply too caught up with everything under the sun uh, that we don't we don't we don't walk with God. God's not our focus. Making money's focus. Our focus. Uh, relationships. Whatever. People just don't have time uh, for God. Uh, I, 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 uh, there are people that are not in church today because that's the manner. Their manner. That's the manner. Of, the manner of some is. Um, the church ought to be important to you. Uh, so I just feel bad if I miss one service or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and uh, I don't think you should, if you're sick, you, you know, stay home and feel guilty because you're sick, uh, but you ought to want to be there. You ought to, you ought to be like, man, I wish I was in church today and I can't wait to get better so I can get back in church. Uh, and uh, that should be your spirit uh, and your attitude about it. It shouldn't be just be like, well, you know, I uh, just got to go. and, uh, and, and on, It's just different where we've lost our focus, what, what's important to us. Uh, may not be what is important to God. Uh, so a lot of things can happen in 30 years. Our church is 50 years old. Uh, so, so you know, at, as far as uh, the comparison, uh, we're 20 years beyond at the time of, from our church's genesis and when it began uh, to uh, to in comparison to them. And so he's he he begins by commending them, just like I mentioned a moment ago. Uh, he said, "I I know your works and." Uh, and I know your labor and uh, in in your patience and your your perseverance, even through struggles and adversity. At that time, uh, in the church, they uh, they were morally pure. Uh, they they as they followed God in their religion, if you will. Uh, they they were doing a good job, and God God is commending them. He says, "I know it. God knows. God knows it." And I and I feel that's how our church is. Let me just, especially if you're visiting with us today. Uh, describing our church, uh, I, I'll describe. I describe it to people that it's independent from the Baptist with a smile, and uh, we're against sin, but we love people, and uh, and uh, and we have sound doctrine. I believe that. I believe we teach the Word of God and we preach the Word of God. I I feel like uh, like we're a balanced church in this in the sense that uh, that uh, we uh, we're we're not people say uh, legalistic. Uh, and I always get a kick out of people. We find a word here: uh, the Nicolaitans. It says to beware of the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Uh, the Nicolaitans were uh, were followers of Nicholas, all right? Not Saint Nicholas uh, up in the North Pole, uh, but uh, uh, but Nicholas, who was a deacon. He was a first century deacon. And if you don't if you don't think deacons can mess up a local church, you got you got proof in the pudding. Uh, right here, uh, how God sets up a local church and how it operates, all that uh, from the Bible. But, uh, but Nicholas was a, uh, a Gentile uh, who got saved, but he was very pagan uh, before he got saved. And, uh, and so the, the deeds of the Nicolaitans, Nicol, Nicol, let me say it again, I got to look at it to say it. Uh, the Nicolaitans uh, was a, a mixture of, of worldliness and carnality into religion. That's what the deeds were. That's what God, and God says, you, you got it going on, Ephesus, because you hate the deeds of uh, the Nicolaitans. Uh, and, and he says, and I hate them. I hate those deeds too. Uh, and uh, so uh, for, the, for the modern day religionists and church and, uh, and, and whatever in 2020 and, uh, and all the stuff that we got going on, the Bible says that we ought we to we return to our first love. In repentance, and we gotta love him and, and do first works, but we should also still hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. So you can so, so here's a news flash: you can love Jesus and be right with God uh, and hate compromise because God hates it. Are you with me? And so so I feel like that's our church. I believe we we love the Lord. Uh, and and we want we want people to love the Lord and to follow Jesus and have a personal walk with God. Uh, but but I but I'll preach against compromise and I'll preach against you know Bible perversions or I'll preach against this and that or whatever. And and uh, and you've got to be very careful as you as you listen uh, to all that to, to not get out of balance yourself or uh, uh, you know hating people or whatever because that's not what's God God loves people we love people uh, but uh, we're supposed to love what God loves we're supposed to hate what God hates. Uh, and so I, say, I think we're balanced. Uh, we, uh, but people would say, where I was getting at with that was, uh, they'll say, well, um, uh, you know, people are Pharisees. They all cleaned up on the outside, but on the inside, they're full of, you know, dead man's bones and, uh, and whited sepulchers. And they're Pharisees. And they've got no problem calling somebody who believes the Bible and just wants to obey the Lord to call them a Pharisee. But you call them a Nicolaitan? You call them a, a, a Libertine? Uh, you say that you go in the way of Cain, or the way, uh, 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 or uh, the, you're a gainsayer of Kor, or, uh, or 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 uh, the uh, uh, f- follower of, of, of Balaam. They won't let you make. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, let's, uh, let's slow down uh, for a second, and let's not let's not be calling people names. And it's uh, <laughs> all right. So if, if you're going to refer to somebody that, that wants to obey the Bible as a Pharisee, then, then you need to be okay with me referring to somebody who doesn't want to follow the Bible uh, by, uh, by calling them a Nicolaitan. Because those are the, uh, they're saying these were people in the Bible that, that did what you do. And so there's the people in the Bible that do what you do. So he says, you uh, had works and labor and patience and there was separation and there was doctrine. They were, they were pure in that. Uh, and uh, they hated the Nicolaitans, those who mix worldliness and carnality into religion. It's exactly, uh, if you don't think there are Nicolaitan churches, in fact, that's what they should just call themselves. Uh, and uh, Nicolaitan Gospel Church. Uh, and just and take Baptists right off of it. Uh, because we cannot mix um, paganism uh, and worldliness and heathenism uh, into our worship. And so in that time in Ephesus, 30 years after this church had started, uh, there was a deacon in that church uh, who, who was basically like, say, hey, you know, uh, it's all right. I mean, we can, we can serve Jesus and still uh, do these heathen things. Uh, we can, you know, let's, uh, you know, what I mean. We can, we can, we can love the Lord, and, and we can, uh, we can assemble. But, 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 but these things are okay. They're they're okay with worldly practices, and they begin to in, invite them in there. And so, if it was, if 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 today was then or whatever, I mean, what much of what we would see going on in churches today uh, would be would be what the Lord is referring to uh, about these deeds and these doctrines. So he says, I've got a complaint against the church in verse number four. Nevertheless, I, I see all these things and in, uh, in that uh, you, you love me and uh, you labor and you have patience and you're against sin. And, uh, and, uh, but uh, for my na- my namesake, you labor and, and, uh, and you've not fainted. You've been faithful in all these things. But uh, having said that, uh, you've, you have left your first love I said, I've got something against you because you have, you have left your first love, and, and, and that simply means, for sake of time, that they had they had religion, they had, but they didn't have a relationship. They they were they were good at the practice in, in many things, and but but religion had become an end, you know, of itself, and and they they had stopped loving. Uh, the lord uh, they had a, a, a zeal for orthodoxy uh, they had they had uh, a zeal for truth but they had lost their their love for jesus and and so when i say i think that Berean baptist church if there is if there was an example in the bible that we could look to 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 diagnose or or to lay out right where we're at in 2020 I'd say that's pretty much where we're at. We, we have truth. We have a zeal for truth. We love the Lord and we hate sin. We preach against stuff and whatever. We don't, you know, uh, all the Baptist things that we don't do and whatever and all this stuff and all, the, of, our, all of our lists. We've got all those things and we know what we believe and, and, and we're confident in all of that. Uh, and we have a zeal uh, for orthodoxy, uh, but, we, but we don't have a love for Jesus. We, we do our religion, we come to church on Sunday, uh, and we'll sing our songs, and we'll, and we'll, we'll sing, uh, you know, uh, heaven came down and glory filled my soul with a sour look on our face. Are you following me? Okay, because we, we know the song, you don't, have, you don't even have to look at the book, the song book, you've got it memorized. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Filled my soul. You know, when at the cross. The Savior made me uh, whole. Uh, we we know what God has done for us, and uh, and in fact, when it says rem- it, we we misread this, we say remember. Therefore, from whence thou art fallen. It doesn't. It's not pointing out the fact that we need to remember that you were once fallen, that you're once saved, uh, once lost and now saved. But that's part of it. I think it's important for us to remember that you know um, where where we came from. I just was just in Wisconsin. Uh, and uh, was driving around in uh, snow and everything, whatever. And I just drive around. It's like, I remember, I remember this place and that. And it's like you know, you you kind of go and in, 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 uh, take those you know things in, and you remember. I remember where. Uh, in fact, I ran into a guy at the mall. I, I I went to the mall the express purpose, not to buy anything, but I just want to I want to see if I run into anybody that from back in the day. And uh, and so uh, so I'm I'm walking, uh, and uh, I went. By the way, the same uh, member steak escape. It's something different, but uh, it's, they're the best sandwiches. Anyways, uh, I digress. Uh, and, uh, and I'm kind of hungry. And uh, so I, as I went, hey, there's that steak place. And, uh, and man, I remember that. I, I've, I've put down plenty of them sandwiches. And I take the corner and there's this guy named Aaron, Aaron Preston. And so his dad, you know, played with my dad uh, growing up, or whatever. We knew each other, went to the same school, elementary school, whatever. Uh, and I am like, hey, Aaron. Uh, he's like, hey, Bobby. Uh, and uh, and uh, we begin to talk. And, and, uh, and, 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 and here's what he said. He says, you know what? He says, I, can't, I still can't believe you're a preacher. <laughs> I just still can't believe it. It's the craziest thing, you know, and... Uh, and, uh, and, and so it's just kind of like we just re- remember all that. And so, so I, can, I, can look, I can look that man in the face uh, and, uh, and I can remember uh, places we've been, things that we've done, uh, a life that was lived B.C., before Christ. And I think it's important for us to remember that we are sinners saved by grace and that if it wasn't for the grace of God, uh, we'd, be, we'd be still dead in trespasses and sins and on our way to hell. Yeah, right. We should remember that. But that's not what that's saying there. Uh, he's, he's, he says, I, I know all these things. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. And then he gives us three things to do. He says, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. He, what he's trying to tell them, he says, you need to remember how things used to be 30 years ago. You need to remember that. And this afternoon, I'm going to run down a list of, of uh, first works, things that, uh, that we are, you know, that as God says, do the first works. Uh, I'm going to list out some of those for us today. But he says, you need to remember how, how it used to be. Uh, when when this church when you first got saved and when the church at Ephesus had started, uh, the zeal that you had for the lost as they, uh, as they preached the gospel to people, you need to remember. And that's the first thing I want you to do today. As so I think about refocusing in 2020 and trying to get our priorities straight, the first thing we've got to do is remember how things used to be. I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, I believe that there are a lot of people in this room uh, that uh, your walk with God does not resemble at all uh, what it resembled or how you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's not even close. Uh, when you first got saved, man, you loved your Bible. You couldn't stop reading it. Now, now it takes you know um, Bible reading schedules and the pastor guilting you from the pulpit uh, and, and rewarding you with some type of a, 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 a carrot uh, in order to get through it. But you used to you used to um, you used to read it all the time. I remember I've said this before. I, I, I would I would I'd stay home from school. Uh, and just read my Bible all day. It's never good, you know, it's never right to do wrong to do right. And uh, there's a promise attached to the reading of God's Word, but, uh, but I don't think that you ought to just play hooky from work or wherever you, some responsibility you've got and stay home, read your Bible. But my point is this, I just couldn't get enough of it. I didn't want to put it down. Just read it and read it and read it uh, and, and learn and to grow. And, and I remember that. I, I, can, I, can, I can remember when I get out of the car, in Superior, Wisconsin, I go and I, I smell it, and uh, and and just sucking that in to my uh, through my nose uh, brings back all kinds of memories. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You just uh, they, they just they come right in. They in uh, it's just what we it's how God's made us. We remember those things. Remember what it was like to to pray and believe that God was hearing you. And that God was going to answer you? That there was a time in your life where the first thing you did uh, was go to your Heavenly Father and and not to your friend or whatever? Uh, And it's just, it's a blessing. Remember from, the Bible says, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. He says, you've left your first love. You've got religion, but no relationship. And you need to remember how it used to be. Uh, and at, at the beginning at the Church of Ephesus, you can go back and you can just read the book of Ephesians. And you can find out. And, and what a wonderful time. And uh and, and people being born again. We're just we're not uh, one of the uh, uh, is is it foci? Where's brother omni? Is that what that be the word? Plural for focus? You're the preacher, you get to make a Oh, I put him on the spot. <laughs> I stumped Brother Omli. Uh mark it down. Uh January 5th, 2020. Uh and uh, so whatever the plural of focus is, uh, one of them should be soul winning. Um, if we're to, you know, our, part of even our theme, even the picture, even the cups and everything, everything is in blacks and whites. Because you want to know why? Because the Bible is pretty black and white. It's pretty clear in some things. And, uh, and there, it's not, there's grays, there's some gray areas uh, too. Uh, of course there are in everything. Uh, but, but many of the things that we debate about in, in, in faith and church and whatever, it is simply, you either do them or you don't. You're either right or you're wrong. And one of the, the things I'm going to stop doing as a preacher, as a pastor of people, uh, because I think that we have, uh, we have made our own mess in this way. Um, I, I've said in years past, I said, I am, I, I'm going to preach biblical ideals. But what we've done is we've gotten so far away from biblical principle and biblical ideals uh, in our lives uh, that, that it's almost like God's best is so far-fetched that, that we, we excuse away the fact, even from pulpits, that people are even going to do it. It's like, here's what God wants. See, God, God, I said soul winning. God wants every single person here. I talked to a man yesterday. He said, we're all preachers. He said, we're all preachers of the gospel. Yes. He said, I might not be in a pulpit somewhere pastoring and preaching the Bible that way, but we're all preachers. He doesn't doesn't believe what we believe from the Bible, but he understands here's what truth is. And the truth is, is that you're a preacher and you're a preacher, we're all preachers. And, and, And to be right with God, you are to be a soul winner. You've got to be telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ. But we're too busy, we're too scared, all the reasons we don't do it. But the bottom line is, if you don't do it, you're not right with God, and you can't be right with God. But here's what we do. We say, Would you please, pretty please, be a soul winner. If you can get around to it, you just really know. And people are in well, Macedonian calls and missionaries and whatever. And there's a need and the harvest field is, is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And, uh, and we put all these things out there. and We just hope upon hope that people are going to be a witness. But the, but the truth of the matter is, is you've got to be. And if you're not, I, I don't care how much uh, you think, you, you know, you hung the moon, uh, spiritually speaking. You are not right with God if you are disobeying God. You can't be. Now you take that and multiply that over multitudes of different biblical commands that God gives us, and we are, we are in a mess. Um, but we look good. Got our, we've got, a, we got the right Bible. Got comfortable seats and uh, in a warm church and, and sound doctrine. You'd be like, Pastor, I'm so glad I come here because you preach the Bible and we need that. And you ought to be thankful that you have a pastor that preaches the Bible. Uh, But what good does that do? If all we do is just, you know, um, absorb it on a Sunday and we're hearers, but we're not doers. He said, you need to remember what it was like. You need to remember from where you have fallen and how it used to be and how you used to love me, uh, Jesus. You used to love Jesus. Uh, and, and you did all these things, right? Uh, and you got to remember that because by remembering what they used to be, the Ephesian believers could realize how far they have drifted. So, so when, you, when you say, okay, I, you know, you're not the same as you were 10 years or 20 years ago or whatever, 30, 40, 50 years ago when you first got saved, when you begin to remember what it was like to just can't get enough of your Bible, you'll realize by remembering that how far you've drifted today. So that's why it's important to remember. Remember when you got, remember when you bowed, remember that promises that you made uh, to God uh, at a pulpit somewhere here or in a camp or whatever and you and said, I'm going uh, to do this, I'm going to be that. We have, we have a religion today, a faith in Christianity. It's, it's so focused on just being, I'm, I'm, I'm accepted into beloved. I'm, I'm, I'm a child of God and we rest upon that. And there's a blessed assurance that Jesus is mine. But, but it's, it's more than just being saved. There's all kinds of stuff. It's, I mean, life and death and all the scriptures, there's just a life to live. And I was reminded, there's a funeral the other day in Wisconsin and people kind of gathered at this funeral. And this lady, I can't remember how old she was that when she passed, but she served the Lord. They were here and at one point as missionaries and presented. And one of the family members said that That uh, there are family that showed up in town for the funeral. They're at the visitation, but they stayed home and didn't go to the funeral. And uh, so they didn't go to the actual, you know, thing. And you know, I've we've had I've preached tons and tons of memorials for people who are ninety some years old, and uh, and there's a handful of people in the room. You think about a life. uh, You need to live a life. Let me say this. You need to live a life that that affects people that influences people for the cause of Christ because I promise you if all you're doing is digging the ditch to make the money to buy the food to get the strength to dig the ditch uh, you're going to be 95 years old and die and there's going to be nobody there because you didn't you, because you didn't do anything that would last you just existed and you just lived it's it it is it is vital I don't want to uh, I'm I'm afraid I just want I want people to show up at my funeral I just, I, I, you know uh, I, I'm almost like you know, just don't even have one. You know, just you know, bury me in a you know, garbage bag in the backyard and, and call it good. Because I'm just afraid that nobody would come. Are you following me? This is, so it's we, we get so consumed with life uh, and we forget what's most important. And that's God. Seek Him first. He says, you should have no other gods before me. There's a bazillion verses in the Bible about all this stuff, about He's supposed to be first place in our life, but He is not. And so he says, "I've got this complaint against you." He says, "Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen." And then he says, "And repent." You repent. Uh, and uh, but repentance is always accompanied by a corresponding action. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's uh, it's not enough to say you're sorry. God, um, yes, I have. I've left my first love, uh, and uh, and I and I'm not the same as I used to be. God, you're right. I'm sorry. That's not repentance. Repentance is followed by corresponding action. That's why the Bible says, repent and what? Do. Do the first works. Return. It's remember, repent, and return to the first. Go back to what you first did when you got saved. Uh, To where, uh, you know, uh, where you were just just blessed. I remember just being in church, like, man, I just... Man, I love church. These people love me. And I'm, you know, uh, my wife was just explaining to somebody just uh, last week or whatever it was, just explaining how we met and, and uh, me showing up to church and, uh, uh, and uh, all bruised up from fighting the night before or whatever and uh, smelling of alcohol and whatever. Uh, and those people just love me. And as a, as a young person who was lost, um, that was something. I remember that. I remember what it was like to um, be born again forgiven and then, and then to have people teach me and care for me and that I just, just to be in church. We, every, every Sunday night, uh, we would, uh, after church, we would go play basketball or volleyball. People just, they want to hang out with each other. Just, I just remember that. And uh, and but, but but you can't hardly you can't hardly get church people to hang out with each other. And we just don't got time. We're just so busy. We got to work, and we get Scott, Whatever we just we uh, we have to go back to those times uh, where where all of these things were important, and and do do what we did then, not just be what we did then, but to do those things as well, and uh, return. Uh, to uh, the first works. And again, I'm going to say more about that in the afternoon service, what those works might be. But my, but my challenge to us this morning is this. We're going to refocus. Uh, we're going to remember uh, and, and then hopefully repent and hopefully do first works. Uh, make what matters to God matter to us. To, to serve God uh, with i mean god says here's the conclusion of the matter uh here's what here's what the lord doth require of thee uh there's a whole book of things that are things that are supposed to be the most important things to us and and they're not i want to challenge us uh, in 2020 and i'm not going to say you know uh i understand i understand life is tough and I understand that we've made choices that have put us in uh, in places in our life where we can't uh, really do exactly what God uh, wants us to do. Uh, and uh, but I'm not going to apologize for. Thus saith the Lord. And if and if and if we're supposed to do it, then we're just going to do it. Uh, and and if and if God says don't, then we just really shouldn't. And we we can't we can't just beat around the bush and explain away. Uh, the requirements of God and the commandments of God, uh, we have been absolutely positively distracted by the world and the flesh and the devil. And, uh, and, uh, and, and our salvation has lost its new car smell uh, and, uh, and we need God to restore the joy of our salvation so that we can know uh, when glory comes down and fills my soul, what that looks like and feels like. And it, and it does not look like apathy. Apathy. It doesn't, it doesn't look like I don't care. Uh, it doesn't mean, look, it doesn't, it looks completely different. And uh, I, I was watching a, um, during the message the other day, preaching, there was uh, several uh, special needs kids that were in there. There was one, one uh, young adult man uh, with Down syndrome in uh, sitting on the front row at the church and, and uh, when Brother Smith was preaching, uh, Brother Bob Smith was preaching, and that kid uh he's you know uh it was uh um, preacher be preaching he 'd stand up he 's on a front row yeah and he's pre- and, i mean, he 's just excited he 's excited about what he's uh, what he's heard uh and uh and and you know there are probably Pharisees and other people in there that were like, oh settle down um you know and whatever and almost i i you know i I would love to have 10 rows of people that jumped up and, and were happy about what they heard from the pulpit and agreed with it. Amen. That's right. And, uh, but what, we've, what we do, um, again, this is like, you know, cheerleading session. and You shouldn't feign those things and fake those things or whatever. But, but I guarantee you, uh, there was a time in your life where preaching affected you that way when you first got saved. Uh, there was a time when you wouldn't wait to come to an altar. But we've lost that. We've left our first love. And God says, you know, yeah, you got all the other stuff going on. Nevertheless, having said that, you've got to go back from where you have fell, fallen and you've got to Repent and do first works. So if you're here today, and you are not even a smitten image of what you used to be when you first got born again, when the instrument plays in a minute, you ought to hit the altar and repent and say, God, in 2020, I'm starting a new decade. It's a new year. It's a new decade. And, and I'm going I'm I'm to love you and I'm going to do right and live right by you and put you in the place where you're supposed to be in my life. And God, forgive me for having left uh, you my first love. And I'm going to do, I'm going to be and I'm going to do what I was when you first saved me. And God, help me and restore unto me the joy of my salvation. That would be a great way. That's more important than losing a few pounds. That's more important than, than, than your hobbies and tasks and every other resolution you can ever, uh, ever make. Uh, God, help me to love you like I used to. Would you pray that today as we stand today with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And